Welcome to Lainey Loves to Talk, where I chat about the shit that goes on in my journey as a digital entrepreneur. Welcome back to Lainey Loves to Talk. I'm your host, Lainey Love, and this week, I'm just asking the simple question. Black folks, are we okay? Let's talk. Black folks, what's happening? What's going on? 2020 was a big year, a really tough year. But have things really changed that much in 2021? Because it doesn't really feel like it has. Not gonna lie, I try to avoid watching murder trials and other traumatic things on TV, except for Law & Order. I love me some Law & Order, and I get chills when I hear the bom bom. I especially try to avoid traumatic outcomes that occurred from 2020. It's still too close. We're now seeing the results of that year of uprising. 2020 was only a year ago, and it means a lot of things have shifted for black people and other people of color. But what seems to have resulted is this sort of like mild PTSD. The reason why all of this is coming up, at least for me, is watching this Kyle Rittenhouse trial and all that's been happening that's surrounding it to really prove his innocence as opposed to acknowledging the crazy crime that he had committed. So that's why I'm asking black folks, are you okay? Because I know I'm not. I am watching this trial with horror in my mind. I just, I cannot believe what's been taking place. I have been watching Kyle Rittenhouse weaponizing his white tears with the full support of this judge who basically is a step away from patting him on the back for carrying a hunting rifle across state lines with the intent to intimidate and harm people. Like this judge not even allowing the two people that were killed to be called victims, yet I'm not sure how you can have a murder trial without victims. Like what can they be called? death sufferers or the unalived and just the fact that this judge is letting kyle stand next to him as if to show the jurors he's not as dangerous see he's he's fine he's safe and yet not allow the jurors to see videos where it shows allegedly because i i don't want to get my behind sued but it allegedly shows Kyle repeatedly punching a girl during a fight, or that other video where he said something about wanting to kill shoplifters 15 days before his bad day. Like, this case is everywhere and has reached worldwide. It's reached me in Canada. And uh, I don't know, in Canada, normally one doesn't walk around with a hunting rifle for shits and giggles, but apparently in the US you can, if you're white. And it's just this imbalance of rational thought that is working my last nerve. It's watching the energy and the results from 2020 falter. Amy Cooper, she escaped back to Canada. I don't know if you remember the Amy Cooper story. She's the woman with the dog who made a fake police call basically saying this African-American man was trying to harm her and she pulled on a full-on performance. It was a big trial and even the guy, Christian Cooper, was like, look, you know, I'm gonna back away from it. I feel like she's been punished enough. No, she hasn't. She's fine. Alison Roman and her gaffe. I have to stop using that word because I don't use it well. But her moment, her career had like just a blip. It's gotten bigger and better. And her videos are performing super well on YouTube and she's still making content and making tons of cash. Bon Appetit promoted more of the white men 
that were part of their team. And now they are sure there are some people of color on their channel, but nothing really happened. Ahmaud Aubrey's case, the one where three men basically went after a black guy running down the street and shot him openly and then just sort of claimed self-defense when it was clearly not. That trial's going on right now. And that case is just turning into an actual shit show where we're starting to see how crazy the entitlement and the white narcissism that is thriving in the U.S. I'm not going to let Canada off the hook either. In Canada, they found thousands of bones of indigenous children or indigenous people at former residential schools, and nothing really is happening there. But I think what is topping all of this is that International Tribunal found the U.S. guilty of crimes against humanity, specifically against black and brown and indigenous people. This tribunal found the United States guilty of like five counts of craziness and like nothing's happened and barely any media coverage of that story. And it's basically just being left to fade into the oblivion. As a black person, when you watch and you just sort of hope that the outcome will turn out to be a bit different and where people will step into a new era and a new mindset, do you see the resistance that they actually do not want to change and things are not different? Even though we've had a lot of time to make those changes, the reluctance and the resistance, people want things to stay the same and it, it doesn't work. It didn't work before and it's still not working now, but people were, are willing to cut their nose off in spite of their face in order for things to remain stagnant and the same. And for black folks, we're just watching this and thinking, damn, why? I'm speaking from my perspective. I can't speak for all black people, but workplaces, they're struggling to just even adapt to becoming fully remote, the reluctance and resistance there. But what they have doubled down on is it feels like a mild punishment towards, I'm specifically speaking about black people, for speaking up about the atrocities and the aggressions that occurred in the workplace. Well, the punishment is like, okay, well, we're not hiring any more black people. Those numbers that were reported on last year, they haven't changed. Companies are not hiring more black people. They're hiring people of color, but like black women not getting hired, not getting more funding, not getting more grants. The, uh, that moment of exposure where they were like, okay, we have to find black brands to feature in magazines and talk about, you know, the work that black people have been doing. Yeah, that's gone. Indigenous erasure, that's happening. Last year in Canada, we burned fisheries and all this stuff. We were showing our hate up here. And the result is still like a point of trauma. A woman videotaped her death in Canada and her mistreatment by nurses who were being super racist and just super ignorant. Nothing's really happened as a result of these things. So what is the point? Because this trauma is starting to just work its way through so many platforms and just so many voices. They're saying, you know, right now there's this new movement for it's called Blacksit. <laughs> like Brexit, but make it black. <laughs> And this discussion that's occurring online where black people are talking about, especially from the diaspora, you know, we've we spent 400 plus years on this side of the earth. So technically this should be our home, but it's not. We are always considered to be othered and from somewhere else, even if other people can be adapted within a hundred years for black folks who are part of the diaspora. We are lost. We don't know where to go. 
So the discussion online is like, where could we move where we could be considered safe and live safely in racist-free environments? And so there's this huge discussion about like New Zealand. Everybody's talking about how open-minded and unracist and non-anti-black or just not even pro-black, just non-anti-black New Zealand is and other places like that. And there's a huge discussion because also for most of us, like going back to the motherland isn't an option necessarily because one, it's pretty it's still not 100 percent safe for women who are independent and going there by themselves and also there's there's some weird issues between the diaspora and people from the main continent it's a bit territorial on both sides there is a sense of animosity but that's a topic for another day the discussion is really actively happening as to like where we can go and what we can do because right now We don't feel like there is a solution to just staying here and watch all the work that we try to put at the forefront unravel. I don't know. That's just something that's been on my mind for the past week. I felt like I needed to address what's been going on in the media because it just feels really disheartening. Spiritually, all I want to do is grow old somewhere. Grow old watch my puppies, possibly adopted or fostered kids, grow up, become fully formed, wonderful human beings that thrive and love their lives. That's all I want. We want the same dreams as everybody else. And with this week, with all these trials going on with people who took the lives of others from a point of hate, not being thrown in the slammer and at their key, tossed into the lake, people giving them a chance and really painting this picture of them with a lot of empathy and hand-holding, it, it doesn't make you want to stick around to watch the results. Because we've seen this before. We know what happened. We know what happens. And for Black folks, I just hope you're okay. I know I'm not. I'm going to be talking to somebody about it. But just a little message. Stay safe. Spread love amongst our community as we always have. And a lot of people don't know what it's like to be in a Black home or in a Black space. There's a lot of love there, a lot of healthy conversations, a lot of joy and happy moments. But let's not let this diminish everything, but let's work to figure out what to do next. That's it. This has been Lainey Loves to Talk. I'm your host, Lainey Love. Emphasis on the love. I hope you join me again next week. Bye. like what you've heard today on Laney Loves to Talk, check out lovelanylove.com for more content.